Hi, it's Roger Sitkins, and welcome to Winning Strategies Podcast. Today we're going to talk about, isn't it time to grow? Isn't it time to grow? You know, we talk about growth a lot, but there comes a time when you just have to stop talking about it and actually take the plunge. In other words, quit giving it lip service and stop saying, you know, someday I'll, someday I'll, someday I'll do this, someday I'll do that. You know, someday's not a day of the week, as you've heard me say before. You know, I heard a story several years ago that recently popped back into my head. It involved a private piano recital. And afterwards, you know, there, it was a small group, but afterwards a member of the audience approached the, the star of the show and said something like this, you know, I'd give anything in the world to play like you. Well, the pianist looked at him and said, no, you wouldn't. The person said, what do you mean? He said, well, you wouldn't give it the time. And see, that's the problem. Whenever we see people who are great at what they do, we tend to assume that they're doing it just because it's, it's a natural talent that they have, okay? Now, yeah, they probably do have above-average God-given skills and abilities, you know, what we kiddingly call the factory-installed equipment from the big guy upstairs. But they still devote an extraordinary amount of time to their pursuit. They have to continue to practice and work at it. And if you've read the book, The Outliners, you heard about how some people will spend, you know, really 10,000 hours of, of doing something until you can master it. You know, think about the NCAA basketball tournament, you know, in, in the spring of the year. It's always a big event. We get down to the final four. But think about those teams. You know, all season long, they're preparing for the next game, the next game, the next game. Spend a ton of time on the road. They spend hours every day in training, working on their offense, their defense, free throws, you know, then they're, they're working out, they're lifting weights, they're studying videos. And let's face it, just because they're taller than the average person doesn't mean that they don't have to work at playing their, their playing skills or, or teamwork every single day. They understand that that's really the only way to improve. Yeah, you've got to have talent, but then you've got to work at it. Well, I'm sure you've got a lot of great talent in your agency, but are we working at it hard enough? You know, one of the recent podcasts, I, I talked about the importance of creating a sales culture. And now, now I'm beginning to wonder, you know, are you willing to give it time? Are you really willing to give it time, your only diminishing asset, to really create a great sales culture that then creates growth? See, I believe there are three areas that demand our attention and require our time if we want to grow the sales organization, want to grow a great sales organization. I think we have to look at behaviors, process, and support. Now, there are infinite strategies within each one of these and tools that I could talk about, but I'm just going to give you a few of the basics and take a look at these and just start thinking about your own agency or you as an individual producer. So let's talk about some sales behaviors. Well, the first one that you've heard me talk about probably a million times, maybe two million if you've been at some live events, is the actual sales process itself. But it, it bears repeating and talking about it on a regular basis. So do you have a unique and differentiating sales process? Are you employing behaviors and strategies that separate you from the competition? Behaviorally, are you running a true set offense as an agency? Do you have a unique offense, again, that separates you from everybody else? Well, the ultimate proof, the litmus test, if you will, is are you hearing a wow from your prospects after they've met with you? In other words, they go through and they literally say, wow, no one's ever shown anything like that before. Wow, no one's ever asked me those 
questions before. Wow, I didn't realize that I could have an impact on my total cost of risk. In fact, I didn't even know what total cost of risk was. So when we look at this, we were just saying, are we really investing enough time in developing a unique selling process? What about pipeline volume and movement within the pipeline itself? Well, are you devoting sufficient time to developing your MVP, the monetized value of your pipelines, monetized value of your pipelines? You know, we often observe that agencies and producers, before they start working with us, as we're tracking results, we'll see that they have a good quarter and a bad quarter. So every 90 days, it seems to shift. So we've got a good quarter where we're making some sales, sales are up, and then next quarter, sales are down. And what we find, and if you've, you've been at live events, you've heard me talk about the activity versus results curves. And so when we look at this, what we see is that the producers will spend a lot of time prospecting, then of course they start selling. And then when they're busy selling, they stop prospecting because they kind of fool themselves. They think, well, I've got it made now. But they'll sell a lot, and then one morning they literally get up and look around and say, my gosh, I don't have anybody new to see. So now they're back prospecting, and they're not selling. So there really is an inverse relationship between prospecting and selling on a quarter-by-quarter -quarter basis. Okay. So what we've got to do is understand that we have to have that consistency in our prospecting and never let the pipelines get empty. Well, these, these peaks and valleys that we see will obviously negatively affect sales activities long term. See, no one wants to force their producers to prospect, but maybe they probably should. Okay? And, and that's why we've been urging so many of the agencies we work with to have at least a quarterly pipeline event. A, a few years ago, I had three agencies that really jumped all over this together and had me you know, call in and, and do an opening for the pipeline blitz day, as we called it. In the, in the, during these, the producers show up and they've got all their prospects identified and then they agree they're going to get on the phone. So there's an opening, then they get on the phone at 8.30 or 9 o'clock, call till 11.30 or so, take a couple hour break for lunch and catch up, get back on the phone at 1 or 1.30 and call till 3.30 or 4. Then everybody gets together, celebrates what they did and you know has some refreshments and just really some nice team building. Well, these agencies just jumped all over it. One, I, I still think it's the best one I've heard and worked with. Uh, they set 68 appointments the first day. Now, they had a lot of producers. They had oh, I don't know, 22, 25 producers, something like that. But they set 68 appointments the first day and another 20 from making follow-up calls over the next few days. So 88 appointments in two or three days of work? Wow. The other agencies, by the way, 72 appointments and 45 appointments in one day. Now, again, they're larger agencies, but guess what? That's the number of appointments average agencies have in a whole year, let alone getting set up in one day. And the good news was they went out and overall had a great closing ratio on these because it's not just about getting you know, a suspect. It's about getting in front of people and telling that story. So when we look at the agencies we work with, that really get the best results. Every 90 days, they're doing something to keep that pipeline filled up. They understand the importance of having the full pipeline, something I talk about all the time. You should be in a situation where your pipelines are overflowing with more opportunities than time. How are you doing there? Well, our next one within the sales is something I talk about, did a whole podcast on this relentless preparation. If you truly believe that every opportunity deserves your very best. What are you doing to prepare for
for your first meeting with a prospect? Do you know the first three risk-based questions you're going to ask them based upon the research you've done? Have you practiced your conversation with them? Are you conversational and comfortable in talking about your agency's story? Do you know the underwriting concerns on that type of risk? See, if you don't know all those things, you're not that prepared, there's a good chance you could show up, throw up, and blow up. Not a way to go. What about knowing your agency's story? Are you spending enough time just getting out there and telling your agency's story or as an individual producer, your story? See, you need to spread the word about what it is that makes your agency and you unique. Are you telling that story to enough prospects, to enough centers of influence? Are you out there at networking events every single week? When people ask you what you do, do you have that great 30-second commercial? Or do you, someone says, what do you do? I'm in the insurance business. Well, that ends conversations, okay? But that's not what you want. What's that unique, quick message you have? By the way, as an agency owner or sales manager, let's do a quick test to see how your producers are doing. At your next sales meeting, and I sure hope you're holding one every week, just walk in and say, good morning, everyone. What makes us unique? Why should people do business with us? Well, I sure hope you don't hear it. Well, uh, we've got, we give great service and we've got all the markets. We've been in business a long time and we have the best people. Come on. That's what everybody says. That's why you wind up hearing, you know, you guys are all the same. Make sure that the agency has a message that you can tell. All right. What about super qualifying? Well, well, I've been talking about this one for a million years, but are you really adhering to the concept of no practice quoting and no unpaid consulting? Are you really practicing what you preach or hopefully what I preach, which is that the best day to lose the sale is the first day? See, as a producer, as I've already said, time is your only diminishing asset. It's something you never get back. So if you're spending time with the wrong people, you're really squandering an irreplaceable asset. We've got to super qualify, get the rules of the game up front. What about referrals and introductions? Okay, have we ever talked about it? Have you ever heard it? Yeah, probably a million times again. But are you spending enough time doing those things that earn and in fact generate referrals and introductions? We've talked about this before, the fact my, my blinding flash of the obvious so that over 90% of the clients renew, but way less than 10% refer. Why? We're probably not wowing them well enough. We're doing a good enough job to keep them, but we're not wowing them to the point that they feel really good about telling their friends and associates about you and your agency. As an agency overall, mentoring and coaching. How are you doing when you get a new producer on board? Are you spending enough time mentoring and coaching them? Uh, or are you just showing them their desk, showing them their phone, here's your computer, go get it? Well, I sure hope not. You wouldn't be listening to this. I've often said to producers, and somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but I really do mean it, you know, until you reach a million dollars of commission income, you're still in training in my model. You're still in training. You can imagine that some excitement. Uh, I, I have this happen on a pretty regular basis now where producers will, will call me up or email me and they'll say, hey, coach, guess what? I did it. I got to a million dollars. And one the other day that I was pretty sure he'd make it, but he struggled a little bit. Guess what? He did it in 10 years. Well, like I always say, you're going to put the time in anyway, so you might as well be great at it. Now, the reality is a million dollars may not be realistic for your agency, for your marketing place, but what's your million dollar number? Is it a half a million? Some of you are saying, hey, it's a million and a half. I don't know, 
but we've talked about this before. We've got to raise the bar, set our, hold ourselves to higher standards. We do know that the true growth-oriented agencies cultivate the most talented producers by taking a long-term approach to mentoring and coaching. It's one of the two sides of sales management. One side is the mentoring and coaching. The other is monitoring and accountability. Are you spending enough time mentoring and coaching? Or have you accepted a low level of excellence just because you've stopped training people, stopped holding them accountable? All right, the sales process, the sales process. Well, is it time to put more effort and energy into that sales process, which we've already mentioned? That's a behavioral thing. But is your current sales process kind of, again, that show up, throw up, and blow up, where you show up with a yellow legal pad, you know, the one who just takes the pad, brings in the pad, asks some questions, takes copious notes, takes copies of the policies that look, copy, quote, and pray. Uh, when I ask most producers and agency owners about what their sales process is, they simply don't have one. See, our process, the ones we preach in our risk concierge program, our new program, starts with an executive briefing. That's where the producer has a very distinct story they can go out and tell that differentiates them. A big part of the sales process, by the way, is no more being involved in the 90-day dance. We've got to stop doing the 90-day dance. We know that most businesses and most individuals, certainly businesses, start reviewing their policies or they get notified somewhere in that 90 days before renewal. So if you call them up and you get it, they say my X date's January, great, we'll call you back late September, early October and get together. Well, the problem is if you're working on the account at that time, there's probably a bunch of other people that are in working on it too. That's why we believe that the first appointment with a future ideal client, a targeted prospect, should be at the six-month anniversary of the current program. Why? Because we want to get in there, get a chance to tell our story, start talking about those things we can do to help them control their total cost of risk, help them become more attractive to the insurance marketplace, provide more value to them than just insurance. Now, the reality is that most prospects, when you tell them you'd like to be out there six months prior to expiration, they're going to say, look, we only deal with this at 90 days ahead. Well, I think that's a perfect time to say to the prospect, you know, I understand you deal with your insurance 90 days ahead, but insurance is just one of the solutions we provide. It's not the only solution. There's a real possibility we may decide not to work on the insurance. We may just find out that where you are now and what you're, you're getting as far as services is so good, there's no sense wasting your time and energy even going through that quoting process. Okay, So we've got to really have a different story here and get ourselves positioned. What about accountability? Well, I talk about a culture of accountability all the time. But see, let's say you create this process, which you should. Are you really making sure it's being followed? What are you doing to hold your producers accountable to the process? In other words, having them show you where they are and being accountable for actual results. And we've talked about this before, the concept of reverse performance management. What about sales support? Well, how much time, energy, and money is going into sales support. See, for our external producers, we believe there has to be a very strong division between sales and service. There's got to be a clear-cut distinction between them. Now, unfortunately, most agencies don't. Well, you want to gauge your agency, do a little litmus test here, answer the following question. Are your producers available for sales and sales-related activities 80% of the time? Sales and sales-related activities 80% of the time. If not, they're either caught in the service trap 
or they're hiding behind activities, hiding behind service as an excuse for not selling. You know, if you're hearing that ITB, I'm too busy to get out and sell excuse, there's something wrong. You've got a structural problem. And it could be that your high performance teams are not actually high performance. How do we know? Well, here's another litmus test. If your revenue per employee is less than $200,000, you've probably got a problem in your overall team structure. Listen to some of the other things we've talked about. Take a look at our Better Way Agency program. What about promise keeping accountability? You know, we talk about culture of accountability overall. Let's face it, as a producer, you've heard prospects say, well, yeah, my current agent promised to do a lot of things, but they've never delivered. I, I don't see them. Well, what about your agency? Are you making a lot of promises? Are you laying out a service calendar, etc.? Well, making promises is really important because it's part of your overall plan that differentiates you. But keeping them is even more important. So do you have a function or a responsibility, not a separate function, but, a, but probably a responsibility on your high performance team that someone will make sure that when a producer makes a promise, that we've got the promise keeping function built in behind it. Okay, I realize as always, this is basic stuff. Blocking and tackling 101, we have to keep things simple so that they get implemented. Well, I'll just say this, if it were easy to do all these things, everybody would be doing it. But it, it takes the pig-headed discipline to say, these are the things we're going to do. This is the agency's way of doing business. So it all comes down to investing the resources of time, energy, and money to grow your agency. Look for outside resources. Certainly, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about how we can help you. But, you know, there is a better way to grow your agency. And it's investing in these few basic things that make a huge difference. Thanks for listening in. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And as always, I hope you gained value from it. To learn more about our results-based programs, please go to our website, www.sitkins.com.